0: The battle to end all battles. The war to end all wars. Your favorite monster, it's here in Godzilla Final Wars.
1: Unless your favorite monster is Mechagodzilla, Oh, this is true. Got the short yeah. shrift on this one, but I guess he did get two movies already. Right, right, back to back.
0: <laughs> I was really trying to think. I, I've, for for the longest time, I actually thought Ghidorah's is not in this movie. There's no way. I know, right? But of course, <laughs> he is.
1: <laughs> you all right over there? Yes. I was just <laughs> thinking of. I was just
0: thinking of a delicate way to describe Final Wars.
1: Oh my god! Also
0: also a delicate way to reintroduce ourselves the bargain basement of podcast (laughs) alex monsters versus men i'm eric and i'm alex i if you have if you're new to to our uh podcast i'm kind of the film snob of the two and god and alex what am i saying alex
1: yeah you're the film are you alex well i'm i'm the captain (laughs) douglas gordon of the podcast okay
0: yeah i mean whenever you're dreaming maybe (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) but yeah i'm the pro you're the uh newbie who's not a newbie you've seen way more godzilla movies than anybody than most people so
0: yeah, then most people we would consider noobs at this point, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're not, now you're an expert. You're you're all in on it, man. You're all in. On it. <laughs> all all in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think after this, like, I think I feel like more of the purest after watching Final Wars than you do. It's really weird.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think well, we might have to discuss what that really means, and that how maybe you're a fool, or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, let's get into it. I'll start us off with our film introduction, Alex. All right. To commemorate Godzilla's 50th anniversary, Toho knew it needed something special. After his box office and critical success in Japan, Ruhei Kitamura was brought in to re-energize the franchise for one last hurrah. Seemingly critical of Toho's recent efforts, Kitamura sought to bring a new style and approach to this Godzilla celebration. Bigger, better, and more adult. Alex, would you describe Final Wars as chaotic, psychotic, or maybe just hypnotic? I know you also probably feel a bit erotic with this one, Alex.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, while that may be true, <laughs> I do think this I know it's <laughs> true. I know it's true. You can't lie. <laughs> I do think this movie has all of those elements, chaotic, psychotic, and definitely hypnotic. Uh a lot along with like a dash of like this weird uniqueness that makes this film feel like unlike any other that we've seen especially in this franchise which Mm -hmm. is exactly what I want from a Godzilla film that is a one-off movie I don't Mm -hmm. want it to feel like every other movie and we kind of saw that a little bit with the last two films and this one, I mean, it doesn't feel like anything else, I I can't believe how bizarre this movie is, I mean you could say (laughs) that it's like a psychotic destroy all monsters (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, that might be doing this movie disservice or maybe propping up Destroy All Monsters a little too high. But <laughs> I think the insanity of this movie is really the selling point. I mean, this movie has more monsters than you can count on two hands. And for the most part, makes their interactions fun, even if that, some of them are or a little too brief. But here's the deal, Eric. If I can't take my eyes off of the movie... That's a good thing.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I also can't take my eyes off a car crash or a burning building, Alex. So I don't know if that's the best analogy, but I quickly digress. <laughs> I, think,
1: I think this well, film Eric, is a bit... <laughs> it sounds like he might be a little bit of a sociopath if you enjoy watching <laughs> <No>. death. <laughs> no.
0: I think this film is a bit of all three descriptors that I mentioned. Chaotic, psychotic, and hypnotic. But... Off the bat, I also want to say I'm glad this film exists just as it is. Um, I was engaged by almost every minute of the movie. Though I have to say that part of that engagement came from the fact that I was wondering what the heck was coming next because it felt like absolutely anything could. Um, I do appreciate the energy we see here. From the opening credit scene, which has to be one of my favorite opening credit scenes of the franchise Mm -hmm. to the end credits, we pretty much get nonstop action. Um, it's just not always monster action or what I would say is coherent action. Would you agree with
1: that statement? (laughs) I think we might have to disagree on this a little bit, but I I actually think most, if not, uh, we won't go so far as to say all, but I think most of the action is coherent. (laughs) You, you could say some of the, maybe some of the human stuff wasn't, but I think it all really works pretty well. And I kind of want to go back to what you were saying about the energy, though. The energy and tone throughout this film are perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's relentless. I could see someone perfect is a strong word. No, not for this movie. I, this better be a five out of five. You better give this film a five out of five. I, maybe I will. I could, I could see, I could see someone easily saying, you know, this is a good or a bad thing because this movie is a lot, and there is no yeah. doubt about it. Like I, this is one of those movies. I think most people will either love it or hate it. But for me, it's exactly what I wanted. The tone in the film is entirely goofy through and through. It's fun. It's hilarious. It has some really good satirical or even parody moments. And I think it's just everything I want wrapped up in this really bizarre bow. <laughs> like, I mean, we get King Caesar <laughs> kicks a balled-up angerous Godzilla like a soccer ball. And Godzilla lunges for the ball like he is a goalie. <laughs> if that <laughs> sentence doesn't sound fun to you, then this movie isn't for you. <laughs> and I do want to say, this movie is a celebration of Godzilla. Not necessarily the Godzilla franchise. And I say that because some of our favorite monsters get short shrift in this. And they get shown up pretty bad in this. one. But me... I'm just satisfied seeing them again. What about you? Oh, yeah. No, no,
0: I agree. I I, I liked seeing all of these monsters again. I, I, that scene you mentioned with uh, Angerus, King Caesar, Rodan, and Godzilla, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It, it feels a little, it feels Showa era in both the way that <laughs> yeah. it's shot and in the ridiculousness of it all. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I like it. Um <laughs> But speaking of these different monsters that we see, I'm not sure why, Alex. But I think I may be an Ebra stand, <laughs> dude. I was really excited to see him too. <laughs> I mean, he was the monster I didn't expect to see in this movie, and so I was pleasantly surprised when he appeared for a relatively big role. Yeah. Um, in fact, he's actually in my favorite action sequence of the movie, when you know the mutant squad without vehicles. They attack and bring him down. It reminded me a lot of Attack on Titan, actually. Ah. And I wish we would have seen more of that in the film where we just had this human squad explore that element a little bit more. A human squad, maybe without the traditional vehicles, trying to take down some of these monsters. But I love the fact that they shoot off his claw. and. It has probably my most memorable line in the film, which will probably come up later on in our <laughs> awards, Alex. But really, it's the first 30 minutes of this film um, when we do get all that monster action that are my favorite 30 minutes. Uh-oh. It's before the zillions show up that I really, really enjoy. It feels like Destroy All Monsters on Red Bull, and I can appreciate that. <laughs> um, but I mentioned Ebra was my big surprise. What surprises did this did this did this film hold for you, Alex?
1: Well, I have to say if anyone watching this didn't have at least some surprise the first time they watched it, you just <laughs> you don't have a soul. <laughs> you don't First off, the the sheer fighting ability of Godzilla in this was a complete shock. I, I remembered that he whooped everyone with little effort, but holy cow, the movement in that suit in particular is really impressive, especially in that moment where he fights King Caesar, Rodan, and Anguirus all at one time. It really showcases the excellent movement and like fighting abilities of this Godzilla. And I just love that he ruthlessly slaughters everyone anyone that he participates in a fight with but Mm -hmm. the biggest shock to me aside from (laughs) how much I liked Manila of all things in this (laughs) is how Uh. is how awesome Monster X is I think he's actually really cool and honestly I liked him a lot more than I did the transformation into Ghidorah Another thing that I really liked while brief is that they made the idea of people not blinking unsettling. I didn't expect to be unsettled in this movie, but there was a brief moment there where someone not blinking was actually blinking was actually like a tense moment. And I really liked that mm. aspect of it, even though it didn't last throughout the movie. I, yeah. I, it's, it's not something I expected. It was a very like, we can't trust anyone moment that really sold me.
0: Yeah. Now they could have kept that that idea going a little bit longer. I think, I think it was a clever idea. Uh, but a couple things, the Godzilla part, I do agree with you. This, this Godzilla is agile, um, but I don't like the Godzilla design overall. Actually. I think he looks kind of like a weasel. See, um,
1: I, I, a which, lot of people describe him as a, this is the wolf head Godzilla. Cause yeah, it looks like I'm a, not wolf. a fan.
0: Ah. I'm, I'm not a fan like he's a little he's a little thinner i like my godzilla thick you know what i'm talking about
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we don't get that here unfortunately uh but you know i could be with you i think if you brought up more of the satirical elements and that was played into more this film does have satire within it but to say that it's a satire completely i think is overstretching yeah um like for example like what is it what is actually trying to satirize overall you know if it's satirizing godzilla films it's unsuccessful and in my opinion then disrespectful if it's satirizing action films like the matrix it comes across more as just a cheap ripoff um where i see most of the satire is when the zillions land and we get the reactions from humanity i i love that part where we cut to the celebrity panel with multiple different personalities <laughs> We see a scientist yeah. babbling about the media. We see TV personalities spouting nonsense. And in another scene, we get a musician who's renaming himself X, right? Yeah. I would love to know, like, I- I'm sure there are very specific people that, you know, are being kind of satirized here in that moment. Uh, and I like that they're, they're, it's kind of taking a critical look at human naivety and, uh, it has a clear tie back, I think, to King Kong versus Godzilla. But unfortunately, that lasts about two minutes. Um, I guess we do see a bit more satire a little bit later on when Daigo, a.k.a. Zillion Akira Takarada, <laughs> he's being interviewed, and we see the audience and the world's reaction. But to me, there's <clears throat> no real point that's being made uh, overall. And so that satire, it actually falls flat a little bit. Um, because it doesn't continue. And so the rest of the film, it feels a little bit more ridiculous in my eyes.
1: Yeah. I, I could see your point in a lot of ways, but I do think it has a little more satire than maybe you're getting credit for. Going back again to that Godzilla soccer moment that I mentioned earlier, it's clearly a more sophisticated play on the tennis matches that we've been forced to sit through during many of the Showa films. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Clearly it plays on the Matrix, like you said, and I actually kind of agree with you that the Matrix scenes kind of feel more like a cheap knockoff than a direct parody or satire, mm-hmm. because I, I'm not laughing during those scenes, right? So mm-hmm. there's there's I, I'm not picking up on the satire if it is there, but I think it does a great job with Manila, one of the one of the most <laughs> maligned characters that any of the entire Godzilla franchise. People hate this thing. I hate this thing. And I loved Manila. Like, a hilarious <laughs> spin. They make Manila, like me, laugh at Manila in every scene. Like, yeah. he is legit great in this movie. And it, so, those were my favorite
0: scenes of the movie. I'm not
1: going to lie. I mean, but that's where I think this movie really succeeds at is kind of spinning things in ways we don't really expect. We don't expect our favorite, <laughs> some of our favorite non Godzilla characters to get annihilated within five seconds. And sure enough, mm-hmm. all of them do <laughs> I mean, I mean, we see Hedora for maybe literally five seconds before he's annihilated mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. a really cool scene. but I think that uh Mike Rays over at cinema blend he he mm-hmm. did a top ten uh Godzilla films last year, and <laughs> but I think it was right before the release of Godzilla King of the Monsters, and he had this mm-hmm. quote that. I don't necessarily agree with, but also kind of illustrates my point and how I feel about this movie. He said, it's important to understand that there's two major types of dumb movies. Some pretend that they're not dumb and try gamely to move along while others ask you to accept that they're dumb and just go with it. Godzilla Final Wars is neither of those type of movies. (laughs) Instead, it creates a new breed of beast. A dumb movie that defiantly locks your gaze and then just cackles maniacally because it knows there's nothing you can do to stop it. (laughs) And a lot of his sentiments are exactly how I feel about this movie. Now, while I don't feel the need to keep calling a movie dumb because maybe I lack the words to describe how I feel about the movie because it's... It is a little shallow, but I don't know if Mm -hmm. I would call this movie dumb, Uh, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do what he likes to, I like what he has to say, and I think his words illustrate how I feel about this movie pretty well enough.
0: (laughs) Well, you know that quote, I I, I see what he's saying, but once again, I don't think someone who laughs maniacally at suffering (laughs) is in quite the right frame of mind. You mentioned sociopaths. That's more like an Akane state of mind, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> or a Commander X state of mind, you might say, right? It could be. So are you saying the director, Kitamura, is just embodying uh, you know, the controller X for this film? Maybe.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think the director is the equivalent of a kid. Given a toy box with all his favorite toys and just playing out his wildest fantasy, and that's what this movie feels like, <laughs> good or <laughs> bad, right? Yeah. yeah, I guess, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, but again, that that it all comes down to that sentence that I mentioned earlier. If if, you, if Godzilla trying to block a goal that is a flying mm-hmm. armadillo. <laughs> is isn't appealing to you, then this this isn't gonna be a, a good one for you. Whereas I'm all aboard on this bad boy.
0: <laughs> See, I don't think it hinges quite like that. Like I I appreciate that scene, but there are other elements of the film, and I appreciate the, some of the monster action that we do get. Uh, as I said, like in those first thirty minutes, I just have some issues with other aspects of the film. But a couple quick uh, hit points here, Alex, that I want your thoughts on. Um, what'd you think about the Kitamura, the director, he used some interesting filters, I thought, that uh, like any shot that involved action or the zillions, it was like a yellow tint on everything. Yeah, I was trying to think of what this movie, what it reminded me of, but I couldn't quite think of it,
1: though. I can tell you what, what the filters remind you of, not necessarily the yellow. Mm-hmm. The Matrix in particular used a green filter almost mm-hmm. all the time. And a lot of movies, yeah. especially in the throughout the two thousands and even early 2010s had a blue filter all the time. Yes. So yeah. it's not something we're not used to, but the yellow filter is kind of like a, almost a weird choice. Actually the yellow filter, it actually reminds me kind of what some, especially early Michael Bay movies did, especially uh bad boys. It almost has a mm. yellow filter on the entire time. So yeah. yeah, well I
0: think there is more of like a greenish filter in like the, 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 the chase scene. Yes. Um, there's which, like a slightly different filter there. Which, which we haven't are, even talked about yet.
1: <laughs> well the chase scene the chase scene actually reminded me more of Mission Impossible Two than it did the Matrix.
0: <laughs> oh man. Well there was the there was the uh like motorcycle kick, you know? Which <laughs> yeah. apparently is something that Will Smith does on uh what's that latest movie he's in where he plays himself in the future, in the past and you know what I'm talking about?
1: If, if Will Smith plays himself in the future and the past,
0: Gemini Man is that what it is?
1: <laughs> no, that's not that. That is not the plot of that movie whatsoever. That is not the that is not the plot of the movie. But yes, he plays a younger and older version of himself. <laughs> you just made up a whole other movie, Eric.
0: Maybe no. There's a movie where Will Smith does a bicycle kick to himself.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. It's like, Gemini Man. Himself.
0: Yeah, and and he, uh, it's it's a basically a ripoff of Godzilla: Final Wars is what I'm trying to say.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. This movie has inspired a lot of big, a lot of big Hollywood movies.
0: <laughs> so another quick hit point is I like the music in this film because I think it fits the tone. But I wish it would dial it back down at times. The power of the score is diminished when it never stops. Like what we see here.
1: I I get that. But again, I was all on board. (laughs) I was like, yes, pound this into my ears the entire time. (laughs) No, 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 no,
0: no, no. And there are just too many things, really, we could keep on discussing, Alex. There's
1: the Kaiser plot. (laughs) Which I don't like the Kaiser plot. (laughs) That, you, that's,
0: that extends the movie 20 minutes too long. The Kaiser plot extends not, the movie by itself. Good lord, the movie 20 it is not too long. that much. Oh, no. It, the entire, whenever they're in the zillion base at the end, it just goes on forever. Dude,
1: it's man. not 20 minutes, dude.
0: <laughs> but it, no, it's the action involved with that whole plot. It takes 20 minutes of human action that is subpar that really, I'm just like this is this is too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Ghidorah reveal we haven't we didn't really talk about. Oh, what that. did you think about that? I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't think we needed Monster X personally. I was like, we don't need a new monster though. We could just have Ghidorah from the beginning because oh, Ghidorah's see, cooler anyway.
1: I really liked my I like Monster X more than I do Ghidorah. But we've got
0: <laughs> we've got Mothra who who has like the coolest takedown of Gigan in this film. Oh yeah. And then we've got the Star Wars sequence.
1: Wait, what's (laughs) the space battle? Oh, yeah,
0: (laughs) you're you're already forgetting the movie, Alex. Yeah, the Star Wars sequence, where where uh, you know the other uh, like the the main character's best friend has to go in the ship and and kamikaze style destroy the force field so they can take down the zillion ship any of these things stand out i mean there's just so much alex we can't possibly fit it in this podcast would be longer than the movie which is (laughs) terrible
1: (laughs) good lord i don't agree with you at all but (laughs) what are we doing this week for our next segment
0: next segment we're gonna do a short and sweet we got this wrong Mm, and it's really just me i think I think it's just two things.
1: If you want to keep it really short, it's over. All right, now to our awards. Well,
0: I'll tell you two quick things I want to uh, retroactively correct. One is I spent the entire GMK episode comparing King Ghidorah to Rodan. Oh, in terms of the the design? Yeah, in terms of the design, you're right, yeah. But the inspiration actually comes from Varan, not Rodan.
1: Or is it Varan? I I'm not. It I'm yet. not going to say because I know G Man's just going to correct me. So <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: probably another thing I think I've decided is Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah. Alex, it's my favorite Heisei film. <laughs> how? Uh,
1: how did you come to this decision? Where did this come from?
0: <laughs> just th- just thinking about it. It's, it's just I like the time. I like the time travel aspect. I mean in many ways it it's the embodiment of you're talking about the positives of this film. It to me Godzilla versus King Ghidorah goes just far enough in its off the wall nature while still like keeping things grounded a little bit whereas mm-hmm. Final Wars it just takes that and smashes it to pieces and oh, goes yeah. wherever it wants.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong about that. But with uh, that
0: said let's get into our awards and Alex, we've added a couple of bonus awards yeah. into <laughs> this segment. The first one, <laughs> the first one, which I'll start us off is okay. the coolest captain Douglas Gordon moment award. Because let's just be honest. He is the coolest character in this film.
1: He is. And there's a, there's a, anyone who says otherwise is a psychopath.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are controller X, I guess. Yes. <laughs> uh, But for me, you know, you could choose any mustache or eyebrow quirk, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) But I love when he takes his his samurai sword. I repeat, samurai sword, (laughs) and slices it into a pillar to fight the two zillions barehanded. Um, Not only is it just really cool, it actually is a smart move because he's facing two aliens with guns. So he appeals to their pride a little bit. Like, let's go hand-to-hand instead of facing impossible odds. So it was cool and smart. Yeah, I mean, how cool is Captain Douglas Gordon? Really?
1: Yeah, I mean, this movie is smart. I mean, look at all those details it put in that one scene, Eric. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> did you know? Did you know that Don Fry? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> did you know that Don Fry is actually got inducted into the UFC like Hall of Fame, uh, not too long ago. Like he's actually a professional martial artist, and he fought yeah, professionally, and so yeah, he, he's that's actually in the UFC Hall of Fame that's uh, awesome. <laughs> probably mostly contributed to his performance in this movie, but yeah, <laughs> probably, probably my favorite uh, <laughs> my favorite moment of his was when he after after your scene, after he beats those two, he says he, he's walking by, and everyone else is like charged ahead. He told them all to get to the ship and he gets he catches up to them and the enemy convenient, conveniently dies from an explosion all of them just conveniently die from an explosion right and he's walking by them as they've like hunkered down for cover and he says hey i thought i told you guys to get back to the ship <laughs> and he just walks past all these dead bodies without questioning how maybe they died or anything. So, mm, you know, he's, yeah, he's, exactly. just, he's just perfect.
0: Yes, indeed. Well, our next award is the coolest character award, but we have to exclude <laughs> Captain Douglas <laughs> Corden, Alex, because...
1: We would have just picked him again.
0: He's just too cool. <laughs> he,
1: he is <laughs> so too cool.
0: Who'd you choose for your coolest character?
1: Uh, if I have to pick someone else, like if I have to... You do. You do. <laughs> it has to be the reporter... Anna Otanashi, who, uh, who we, we often see newscasters in this film, or in these films, but honestly, I don't think most of them have any much to contribute to the overall plot. But this one actually has a lot of impact. Not only does do we get to witness her suss out the zillions on on live uh, on the live show that she's doing with mm-hmm. like showing a lot of intelligence with some of the stuff that she had learned previously in an interview with, I forgot his name, but one of the
0: Akira Takarada's character. Yeah.
1: yeah Akira Takarada. <laughs> that's it. Uh, the information that she learned, especially about his dog. I mean, she really, she really memorized that dog information. Definitely a dog person, <laughs> which is why she's in my award. Um, <laughs> so when she susses out that this is a fake Akira Takarada and it's actually a zillion, uh she really showcases her wit and her smarts, and she's also the love interest of Captain Douglas Gordon. And you know, you don't get any cooler than that unless you are the man himself. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's like the coolness rubs off on you in a way. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it really shows because she, she really <laughs> she she helps save humanity, Eric.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well you 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 mentioned uh UFC earlier. Uh, what's interesting is, is the character that I'm choosing, uh, it's, he's played by Masakatsu Funaki. Um, he's the EDF instructor, Kumasaka.
1: Mm, yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's the
0: guy who orders the EDF forces to attack Ebra. He's wearing like the long coat. That's one thing that makes him cool. He just looks really cool. Two, <laughs> he sacrifices himself and fights off those compromised EDF squad uh, to his death. And last actually
1: he doesn't die, Eric. You're right, he does come back. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. Like you think he's dead for sure. Hilarious. No question. And then it turns out he made it out somehow. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, they all do. It's all
0: good. <laughs> well, they don't all, but mostly. Yeah. Lastly, when doing some research on him, I found out he's actually a mixed martial artist and a professional wrestler in Japan. Oh, wow. Uh, So that was interesting. I was like, ah, maybe that's the tie-in with those two characters there. (laughs) Kind of interesting. That is cool. (laughs) What about
1: your most uh, memorable line
0: award? So speaking of characters that do die, I'm going with (laughs) uh, Katsunori Kazama. He's the one who sacrifices himself in the Star Wars scene. But it's whenever he uh, takes down the final blow of Ebra and he says, sorry, I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) It's so silly. It doesn't even make much sense when you start to think about it a little bit. But I like the campiness of it there. Uh, A a runner-up goes to, in the dubbed version, I I watched this film twice, Alex. Don't ask me why. But, well, actually, once in the Japanese, once in the English dub. But in the the English dub, there's this line, this Godzilla guy is one tough dude. I'm like...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's so random. It's perfect. What about you? Uh, yeah, so my first one, it obviously has to be a line <laughs> from Captain Douglas Gordon. And he says, listen, kid, there are two things you didn't know about Earth. One is me, and the other is Godzilla. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> Which is good. Yeah. He, I mean, he's full of one-liners. He's awesome. But I also had a runner-up. And it's mm-hmm. during, I'm not going to talk about it too much right now because I'll talk about it later. The New York scene.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: With <laughs> the New York drunk. <laughs> you can see there's a this guy who's just drunk in New York. He says, it's a big birdie heading over us. We better get out of here. <laughs> and it's awful. It is an awful, is bad. perfect
0: scene. <laughs> Oh gosh. (laughs) Perfect. Five out of five again, Alex. Uh, (laughs) Alex, what about your Can't Believe the Acting Award?
1: So, assuming that (laughs) Captain (laughs) Douglas Gorin is not an option, (laughs) he's not. (laughs) Then I think Kumi Mizuno as Commander Akiko uh, Namakawa, I actually think she did a great job. And there's that moment that I kind of mentioned earlier where Shinichi realizes that his commander is actually a zillion. He walks in to talk to her, to tell her, like, hey, this person's a zillion. And he noticed that she's not blinking. And she just, like, really has this imposing uh, moment in that scene where it really feels like like she's actually evil. And it's just, I don't know, she did a really good job when she was evil. I don't know about
0: later on, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with Kazuki K- Kitamura. He's the controller X himself. You want to talk about laughing maniacally? I mean, his <laughs> acting is so over the top that I think it actually works really well for his role. Yeah. If he wasn't so over the top in his acting, I think the scenes where he was a part of would fall completely apart. Now, I don't love the character because of how one dimensional he is written but I think he plays it very well. So, uh, Kazuki, Kitamura, Controller X, he's pretty cool uh, as far as his acting is concerned.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. What about your uh, what about your standout effect award? So,
0: the fact that we really haven't brought up that huge motorcycle chase scene says something about this film that much, right? <laughs> we brought it up a little bit, but nothing from that is from my standout effect. It's, it's, I actually really like, at the beginning of the film the submarine manda battle Mm -hmm. whatever they did to make manda look that sort of way it it seems like a mix of cgi and puppetry maybe um but it creates like this glowing effect that i thought was really cool and it gave manda this this realistic feel um that was awesome in my opinion so i go (laughs) with manda
1: yeah that manda that manda stuff was that was a really cool scene i really Kind of yeah. have that initial confrontation. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not we'll the initial one. Right
0: into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not really the is. initial one. No, it's like the, the. Well, it's the initial one after the initial one, Alex.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that it is. That it is. <laughs> um, my my uh, standout effect has to just be the pure absurdity of Gigan. Like, I really like his design initially. Like when he first comes out before he's defeated by Godzilla the first time, I think it's like a really improved design on what we saw in Godzilla vs. Gigan. And when he comes back and he has dual chainsaws on both hands, I think it's the perfect analogy for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And I love it
0: as in a complete disaster. No,
1: no, it, it's complete, destroys everything. It's complete excess <laughs> <laughs> in a good uh, way.
0: What a, What about your oh, that's a good shot award, Alex?
1: Yeah. So there's a moment where the uh, the camera is focused on Godzilla. This is during right before the final battle really starts, and we see uh, we see the meteor and it hits the ground, and Godzilla is standing there in the crater. And then it has this shot of Godzilla close up. And in the background, not in focus, is Monster X. Monster X slowly enters battle, but he's just slowly descending behind Godzilla's shoulder. And it's mm. actually like a little unsettling. And that since he's out of focus, I think it really works in that scene's favor. So that's my favorite.
0: I like that. I like that. Yeah, that was a cool moment. Mine is a manila scene. <laughs> <laughs> And it's when we see, you know, we see Grandpa, we see Boy, and we see Manila on the hillside looking out at Godzilla, and he's destroying the city. And it's right before Grandpa, I don't know the character's name, but Grandpa, he (laughs) describes why Godzilla is destroying the scene. But we see them there on the hillside, and we see Godzilla in the background, and that juxtaposition within the frame of the long shot, it really makes for a cool image uh, that i really appreciated so that was my oh that's a good shot award <laughs> <laughs> who, would who would have a, thought it would have been a manila scene yeah who,
1: but, would, who would have thought you and me would have been manila stands after this <laughs> oh yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly
1: oh man <laughs> what about your uh, biggest uh wtf moment so
0: this is our second bonus award yes. right it's just because you couldn't ha you had to have this award for this moment for this movie yeah. because it's just there's so many of these moments within the film. So my biggest WTF moment is when Captain Douglas Gordon he shoots the alien Daigo, uh Akira Takarada. and then Daigo his head splits open, and then the young control controller shoots the old controller, just when I thought we'd seen everything. We get this, and it just all goes berserk <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah. And then my second, my 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 runner up was Man- was Manila, as we said. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but I wish we had more Manila in this film.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's like really great and like hilarious. But what about you? Yeah, mine. Uh, like, yeah, I think the fish head was a nice surprise, right? But yeah. the. uh yeah. My biggest WTF moment has to be the entire New York scene. Like, it, <laughs> it's so wonderful. <laughs> in every way. Like, it's... What, I, I I don't how? know. So, this movie takes place in the future. It was filmed in 2004, I believe. And yeah. somehow, New York City is in the 80s, right? <laughs> Not only is it in the '80s, it's in like the worst '80s. (laughs) It's the worst acted scene, maybe that I've seen in a very long time, and I loved every second of it. Like (laughs) it was wonderful,
0: (laughs) but borderline borderline racist. But (laughs) yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh,
1: Maybe all right. Maybe Wait, wait. I did. I did have one moment I wanted to mention really quick. Okay. And it was it was during the Zillion scene when the, the ship is set to self destruct, and Akira and a lot of uh, several of the other characters who have been imprisoned because they were being impersonated on Earth, they come out and they and Akira has a line. He says, "I managed to escape somehow." <laughs> that's that's the extent of the explanation of how he got out of his cell. It's wonderful. <laughs>
0: oh, man. I love how we don't even refer to him by his uh character name. You just refer to him by his actor name. Yeah, I
1: got no idea what up. his real name is. <laughs> or actor let's name Let's get is.
0: into Let's get into our rating and ranking because I know we're going to disagree here. Yeah, you so need to go I'll first. I'll start us off. Yeah. I'll start us off and then you can tell me that I'm wrong. So, I think in a sense the the phrase quality over quantity is overrated because many times writers, artists, creators, they need, we need to produce a high quantity of work before Mm -hmm. we ever reach a certain amount of quality. However, with this film, I think quality over quantity makes perfect sense. Kitamura created something unlike anything we've ever seen in the Godzilla franchise, but at what expense? The human action, clearly inspired by The Matrix, plot lines that contain mutant zillions and human mutant hybrids (laughs) and nonstop score. uh, They make this film feel distinct in a way that doesn't necessarily feel loyal to the Godzilla franchise. If we're going to be critical about Godzilla 98 for not being faithful to source material, I think it's, I think it's important to be critical here as well. You add in a script that is all over the place, a too long runtime And characters that are completely underdeveloped, and we have some real problems not even related to its fidelity to Godzilla. However, as I already said, I'm really glad we have this film. It's something completely unique. It engages its audience with nonstop action, even if that action makes me scratch my head and ultimately does bore me a little bit. Because it's just not the top-level action uh, of the things that it's really trying to imitate. So, with that said, I give this film a 2.5 out of 5.
1: Boof. I think you're a capital F fool. <laughs> and I actually... I'm, I, I'm hurt, Alex. Those are strong words. <laughs> I think I actually disagree with most of your points. And I, think, I actually think the movie moves along at a really fast clip. I was never bored. And I can't imagine this thing being much shorter <laughs> without sacrificing all coherency. (laughs) So I also think that the criticism, the criticism kind of about levied at it being similar to 98 in terms of not honoring its predecessors. I don't think it really holds water when you're criticizing this film. I mean, I think this is actually pretty faithful to the source material, especially when you consider the entire Showa era as the source material. This film feels through and through, what some of our middle of the road or even low end Showa films wanted to be, especially like something like Destroy All Monsters. This movie ups the madness, the fun, the pace, the monsters, the action to just a ridiculous level. It that <laughs> was like impossible for me not to love. Is it purposeful? Ah, uh, maybe not. But the campiness of the film really sells the overall tone and fun of the film. This guy, this guy, The people making this movie had a lot of fun. And that is really where my heart is with this. Is that I had a lot of fun. A lot more fun than I have with a lot of the other movies that we've seen lately. And yeah, it might lack depth. But this is a celebration of Godzilla from the likes that we have never seen and we will never see again. <laughs> like this is a unique film that is locked in a time period that we'll probably never return to. And mm-hmm. saying that, I have to say that for me, <laughs> this is going to be uh a four out of five. I almost said four point five out of five. I really like this one. And this one might actually go up for me after this.
0: Oh no.
1: Yeah. 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 This is a top five for me, for sure.
0: So is this is this above is this above yes. GMK yes. for you? Yes. Oh my gosh. No way.
1: Yes. It doesn't have a perverted no. old man in it. That's the only thing that's no. like dragging this no, one like,
0: down. No. <laughs> Here, here's the, when I talk about fidelity to Godzilla, I think about the the human action in this movie. There's more human action than there is monster action. I, mm, I
1: don't it, know it if that's may a be problem. Pretty
0: close. I think it's definitely a problem because well, the human action doesn't do anything but serve itself. And so, when I talk about mm. the movie being too long, I'm thinking about that human action that does nothing except be like, "Hey, this is cool. Look at me." I'm I'm a cool director. Right? I can create cool action scenes, but they're not that cool. They're just Matrix ripoff scenes that is like completely unnecessary in this universe. That's why I said the the cool scenes. You mentioned the the Godzilla uh battle, <laughs> soccer battle. Yeah, that's fine. That 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 <laughs> yeah. is a good throwback. You know, to like the show era. I agree with you, and I do like the the scene where you know the EDF. They fight Ebra. That's cool too, because it's actually using these humans against a monster. Yeah, that's cool. Like, but when these humans are fighting against each other, it's like I, I could watch better movies with better action for these sorts of plots and these sorts of action scenes. Mm-hmm. That's not what I came to a Godzilla film for.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can I can agree that the some of the scenes are Matrix ripoffs for sure, and they don't they don't add anything new for sure in terms of the Matrix type action, but. I was really watching for the Matrix stuff because I've always made this sound, movie sound like Godzilla meets the Matrix. But when I was watching it this mm-hmm. time, yeah, I saw that DNA from the Matrix in some of the scenes, but it was kind of few and far between in the actual execution. I mean, we see it when he stops the bullets, which was like hilarious. Uh, yeah, Hilariously bad. Probably. He's like,
0: I'm a Kaiser now. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, it bad. I am Neo chosen one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pretty much, yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. And uh, uh, but see, I, I I think that's where you and me feel different about the film is that I don't feel like it actually has as many Matrix moments as I had originally thought. So when I didn't see yeah. as many, I saw the inspiration, but I didn't see it being executed like the Matrix. Except for you know the moments that you were immediately thinking of, right? Yeah. But right. the the problem is, is or it's not the problem. It's just a matter of different perspective on the movie. It's just. Some of the moments that you don't like, I actually think are hilarious. And I think they mm-hmm. make the the movie fun where you're critiquing it from maybe a, like you said, like a, an overall film perspective. I see mm-hmm. it as someone having a blast. And mm-hmm. in return, I'm having a blast. You said you were bored. I was never bored. I wanted to keep, I wanted this movie to keep going. So I just, I just, I think it's just us. I've always loved weird movies, like really weird movies. Mm -hmm. And this is Mm -hmm. a really weird movie.
0: (laughs) It is. It is weird. I think, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a style difference between our two opinions and what we're looking for in a movie. I'm only really bored in this movie for the last 30 minutes.
1: Wait, you're bored in the last 30 minutes when Godzilla's killing everybody?
0: No, because Godzilla is not killing everybody in the last thirty minutes. We get so many like human action scenes with characters that we don't care about. That's what makes me bored.
1: Yeah, so so them when they're on the zillion ship is what bores you. Oh right? yeah. Okay. It goes on so
0: okay. long. So long.
1: I don't think it goes and on as long as you think, but I I will I will agree with you that the Zillion Ship is probably the worst part of the movie, for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. I, I think so. But yeah, I, the first 30 minutes are a highlight. They're a highlight of the Millennium Era as a whole. Speaking of which, next week we have our recap episode. The Millennium Era Modown. Alex. We've had I, the showdown and the hoedown. I'm just it glad doesn't make much that, sense. I'm just but. glad that
1: your wife pointed out to me that <laughs> you say Millennium. <laughs> <laughs> and you just did it, and it just brings joy to my heart. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it's like it's a country <laughs> flair i guess alex
1: i guess, <laughs> I guess. yeah so yeah M- millennium mowdown
0: <laughs> yeah
1: okay I'm, I'm with it
0: did you come up with a question for next week
1: i didn't know we were coming up with one for the oh, oh man i guess i should have right because we've done it for all the other ones why don't you go ahead and i'll make one up real quick <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds good here's mine this is As we wrap up the Millennium series, are you left with theories, or are you left with queries?
1: Oh, okay. What you got? Uh, as we wrap up the mill—oh wait—I'm just copying you. So, (laughs) (laughs) so as we bring to an end (laughs) the Millennium era, I bet your favorite character was Sarah. Who is Sarah? Sarah is the little girl in Godzilla against (laughs) Mechagodzilla. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're right. Okay. Best best character ever. (laughs) I mean, think about it. She comes out ahead, even though she was consulted by a sociopath, (laughs) Akane. (laughs) <laughs> people are going to hate us
0: for our kind con- of sociopath uh, comments but I'm okay with that yeah that's okay a- as always as always you can follow us on twitter at mvm underscore pod on letterboxd we're Alex Cornette and Eric Neely and you can email us feedback mvmpod at gmail.com but until next week for our millennium mowdown millennium Modown.
1: <laughs> millennium Eric
0: Try,
1: try to stay stay alive. alive. I can't believe you can't say that word.
0: It's millennium, I I understand.
1: It's so funny uh, I would oh, never have picked up on it until, uh, <laughs> Except for she said that The one time I know, I uh, know. Thank you Neely For giving me that gem Oh jeez